All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Fearcast. This is the podcast dedicated to OCD, anxiety, and anxiety spectrum disorders, and getting your life back. I'm your host, Kevin Foss, and I'm a licensed clinician specializing in anxiety and OCD. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, so typically, this is a question and answer based podcast. You can go over to fearcastpodcast.com and click on the submit a question link. Send me a question and I will uh, put it up on a future episode. You can also find me over at Instagram. I am fearcastpodcast over there and you can send me an audio question over there. Of course, you can do that over at the website as well. Just send me a, like a, a record it onto your computer and upload it to Google Drive and send me a shared link or, or email it to questions at fearcastpodcast, um, you, you, the audio to that. But you can go over to Instagram and you can click uh, send me a dm and uh, click on the little microphone in the text box record your question there and uh, those will uh, get priority and will be uh, uploaded uh, as soon as i can next so um, today is going to be a little bit different today is a bit of a continuation from the anxiety in the arts series i did a while ago and um I was uh, lucky enough to uh, to have a podcast listener uh, join me to talk about their experience with anxiety and anxiety treatment and how it affected their life. And uh, what, what's even cooler to me is that I had the opportunity to actually see uh, this guy. He's a musician. Got to got to see him play. We talk a little bit about that uh, in the episode. But um, it was uh, uh, such a treat for uh, uh, my wife and I to be able to go out to a concert of his, uh, see him play. Got to. Uh, meet him, meet his family, uh, super cool guy and, and, uh, and a fantastic bass player. Um, and, uh, uh, we, we, we try not to get, we don't get nerdy about bass stuff too much in this. I, I promise, uh, I, I'm a bass player, so I could have bent his ear and been annoying about, uh, gear and stuff more than I did, but I, I, I tried to keep it, tried to keep it mellow, tried to keep it reasonable. Um, we do talk a little bit about some music stuff. He he was he, uh, he pointed out a what a, a a note in the intro music. So I, I wrote played all the intro music, and he pointed out what is is a what is a wrong note. It's a wrong note. It's a wrong note from my perspective. I think he was trying to be polite and not say it's a wrong note, saying that it, it can fit, but, it, you know, within a, you know, if you think about it in a different way, or if you kind of use this one mode to, to make it fit, it's a wrong note. I played a wrong note in there. So, but we, we're talking about, um, we're talking about a flat uh, a flat note in there. I suppose this is relevant. I don't know. It's unrelevant. We're talking about a flat note. It's a, what I thought he was talking about was a flat two in a scale, which would make absolutely no sense in my mind. Um, it's it ultimately is a flat seven, which makes m more sense. But um, it should have been a major a major seventh note. But either way, it doesn't matter because likely speaking, no one else but him caught it, and that's great. Even though I've been trying my my best to not go back and re-record, which I will probably go back and re-record anyways, but that's a whole separate conversation. So wh why don't I just get on into that conversation? Um, and, and I should also say, if there are others out there who are musicians or artists or actors or uh, sculptors or painters or dancers or whatever, if you've experienced anxiety, anxiety spectrum disorder, which can include social anxiety, it can include OCD, um, it can include generalized anxiety, it can include anything, include specific phobia as well, emetophobia even, um, uh, it falls into the phobia category. Anyways, whole point is, if you 
you experience anxiety and you are a, a, a performing artist or an artist in general, I would love to hear from you. I want to have as many voices uh, on this podcast to share their experience of what it, it what what it is like to be an artist, what it's like to be an artist experiencing anxiety, how anxiety uh, influences their art for the better or for the worse, uh, and where they are in their struggle, and uh, what they're doing to keep working through it. So if that's you, um, reach out to me over at Instagram, over at the website, either way, and uh, I would love to chat. Um, but uh, this. This episode is about Brian Killeen. And so I'll tell you just briefly about Brian, and then we'll jump into the episode. So um, Brian Killeen is a, uh, uh, he's a New York native, and he is a professional, uh, professional electric bass player and upright bass player in New York and across the country. So without further ado, here's my interview with Brian Killeen. All right. Well, thank you so much, Brian Colleen, for joining joining us today for the Fearcast. It is a pleasure to be here. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> I, I I always expected someone was at some point going to say something like that, and I, I, I. But I'm I'm glad I'm glad it was you to be the person to say it. So well, you know, now that I'm a, a dad times two, I, I, I fully have my dad joke license, and and I and I use it frequently. Good. Are, yeah. On, on on a bit of a side note, have you are you a redditor, a Reddit person? Um. No. Good. First off, when, when good. we when, well well, in in the course of uh, obsessive googling, of course we'll probably get to this. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> I, de- I definitely found myself on Reddit. <laughs> fair, fair enough. The only reason I bring it up, they have a whole subreddit dedicated to dad jokes. Ooh. So it's it it's worth looking at, but anyways, we we aren't here to necessarily talk about Reddit. The goal is, um, you, you are joining us today as a as a professional working musician um, who has experienced um, OCD and anxiety in the course uh, in the course of your life. It's been in, it has impacted various parts of your life, and uh, wanted to have this time for you to share a little bit about your story um, and uh, uh, what what worked, what didn't work. Uh, where you were and, and where you are now. Okay, sounds good. Let's go for it. Well, I have my coffee, my decaf coffee. Uh, decaf. All right, I'll. Don't want to be too. Don't want to be too riled up. That's right true. Now, you know? Can't get too. <laughs> yeah. Can't get too crazy. It's only a podcast. You never know. Sure, sure. A little aside. Uh, when I first started therapy in 2018. Um, by Grand Central Station in, in New York City, where I live. Uh, I don't live in Grand Central Station, but, but you know, but many the office do. was by Grand Central Station. Uh, I would stop by, uh, I would always get a cup of coffee at, at Grumpy, which is a, a coffee institution here in the city. And, uh, and I, the first couple of times I showed up and I was just already like hyped up. And then I would just dig into this Americano and just like, I'm not sure uh, the guy got a, a word in edgewise, but I was just like ranting for an hour and fueled by coffee. So that that's what great. we can look forward. To. That's what we can look forward to today. So let's go for it. You know what? I'm looking forward to that ranting. <laughs> ranting with a, a a brain full of coffee is is uh, again how the podcast has been sustained for all these years. So <laughs> it's it's how it's going to go. Well, Brian. Um, I guess, why don't we start at the beginning? I guess, um, you know, 
it, maybe not all the way at the beginning at birth, but um, I guess tell us a little bit about you know the the, the arc of your story. Uh, you know when when you first started noticing anxiety showing up. Um, I'd say it. Well, at first, it, it kind of goes hand in hand time wise with when I started. Like I've always been into music and uh, started on saxophone and stuff, but I started playing bass uh, when I was about ten years old. And that's when I, I, I just like dug in head first. I said, this is going to be it. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm going to stop playing sports. You know, I'm not going to have friends. I'm just going to, you know, this is going to be my life. I'm going to sit in my room and learn tunes. And that's it till I'm a professional musician. So like a, along that time, I, spent a lot of time indoors <laughs> and I remember I had a falling out with a group of friends and I didn't really make an effort to fall in with another group. And that's when I dug headfirst into music and everything. And I just kind of like became this, uh, morose teenager, you know, just, um, that's not an uncommon thing at all, but, but I, I really, you know, I, I could have used some sunshine now and again. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, definitely was, you know, you could label it as, as shy, but uh, I, I, I had trouble getting words out of my mouth, whereas I had no trouble playing music. Um, still to this day, like, you know, if you put me, if you put a microphone, ask me to talk in front of a room full of people, I will be absolutely terrified. But if, if you know, you give me a bass guitar, <laughs> I could do that all day. So, uh, yeah, so that crept in and, you know, my attention span went and social anxiety, friends, uh, couldn't talk to girls, you know, just like, I, I just put a lot of pressure on myself too. And, and just, uh, fell into this rabbit hole. Yeah. But, um, that's not to say, you know, it was a bad childhood or, or anything like that, but, uh, but I definitely had, I definitely tend to fall into spirals of anxiety when the, the spotlight, uh, when, when it's a high pressure situation or the, or the, or the spotlight is on me, you know, like when I was asked to read in school, read a passage, mm -hmm. I remember words coming out of my mouth. But I, if you asked me what I read, I, I, I couldn't tell you, I did not process any of that information. So just kind of power through what was the if you could think back to that time what was the what was the worry what was the thought fueling that anxiety um just uh judging myself the uh, fear of how people judged me uh mm -hmm. um i remember yeah definitely like it was a uh in, in like not talking to girls and everything. And, and there was definitely like a fear of being gay and that, you know, set the seeds for like some SOOCD down, down the turnpike. Uh, and just, uh, I fell into this, like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would open up with certain people, but you know, I had to be within a close circle. Mm -hmm. And then la later on in, in, in high school, I fell in with a group of people and I realized, Oh, you know, I, I'm, there are a lot of people who feel the same way I do. These are all normal 
uh, fears and, and, you know, these people listen to music I listen to and uh, these people have the same anxieties I have. And, you know, I'm, I'm not this freak that I thought I was. I'm actually uh, pretty, I, I don't want to use the word normal because there is, there is no normal, but, but I, I can function in this society. I could, you know, and, and play music, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's so funny that, you know, when we keep our anxieties inside and we just think that we're the only person who, th- who you know, is thinking and feeling the thing that we're feeling. And then all of a sudden, you know, when we trust someone enough to talk about it, people go, yeah, me too. Like, I do that too, or I think that too, or I get worried about that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, what was I going to say? I don't know. Let's let's uh, let's continue. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So so you know you're kind of on this journey. You're you're, you're dedicating. All right. I'm I'm going to be a musician. I'm going down this path. Um, you know. I think it's so. We're, we're at some point. Now we talked before. You eventually gone to uh, gone to music school. Went and, and and focused on that as your as your you know focus of study. Because um, where was how did the anxiety show up within that process or within that kind of stage of life um well yeah the, the, the scene i mean this is a similar type of thing it was a small program and uh you know towards the end of high school i started going to parties i, I had a couple of heinekens at a party and like it's like yeah like this is awesome let's bring it on you know like and then I get, I get show up to jazz school, and we're totally the outcasts of uh, of the school. We're within a state school, this like underground subterranean uh, jazz program where we all just you know talk about train and don't get any sun <laughs> and sit in practice rooms all day. So I, I had a strong urge to want to you know, do, do normal person things. And, uh, but uh, at the same time, I wanted to pursue my craft. So, so there was just a lot of social anxiety. I didn't get to like ride that tide and, and follow that momentum I had late in high school, you know, like, uh, fomenting friendships, talking to girls, going on dates. Cause you know, all of a sudden you show up to the, to the jazz program and there's like one girl and 87 guys, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, and so there, there was just a, a lot of underlying social anxiety. Just mm-hmm. like, and I felt like everyone knew more than me. Uh, you know, a little bit of uh, imposter syndrome mm-hmm. creeping in there. You know, I'm, I'm sure you could put a label to, to everything. But, uh, but um, I mean, but also... It helped 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 me overcome a lot of fears. I started. I joined this touring band, this band called Ulu, which is a, a funk band. And I had never traveled and auditioned. And this was my senior year in college. And they're like, "All right, you ready? Here's the schedule." And it was just all over the map, all over the country. I was oh, like, wow. "Bring it on!" Yeah, like let's let's do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that and that. You know, I, I largely abandoned my senior year of, of college, but but the experiences of that incredible. Just mm-hmm. driving around in a van, as only like a twenty year old could do. You know, crashing on on people's floors, sure. and not knowing where you're going to stay, and just uh, 
making friends everywhere and and winding up at, at some house with people listening to fish and passing a bong. I would maybe take one hit and pass it on. I never, never got too into weed, thankfully. Ne- never really uh, floated my boat, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Yeah. So, yeah, it's it, it, it's it's so interesting as you're kind of describing the um, you know, the social anxiety you experience, um, you know, kind of this this um, kind of this imposter syndrome, this nervousness to talk to girls, this you know anxiety about what other people were going to think about you, but you know something like getting up on stage to perform in front of you know x amount of people, um, that's where you felt at home. You felt comfortable there. It sounds like. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, still to this day, like if there, if there's an intermission or something, I'm, I'm going to be like, shit, what am I going to do with that 15, 20 minutes? You know, like, like, but, but if I'm in the thick of it, that's, that's, uh, that's my, that's my safe space. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and it, when things got really deep and, and dark for me, uh, panning ahead to like 2017, 2018, where I was just really, in my head before I sought out uh, a therapist, uh, music shows weren't my safe space anymore. I was like, because my mind would be going, I'd be like, but what if those thoughts crept in while I'm playing right now? Mm. And of course, you know, it's the pink elephant in the room. Yeah. It would, co- it would come marching on by and I'd be like, oh man. And then the next show would come along. Oh, this feels great. But what if, what if this that happens? comes in? Yeah, yeah, because it happened last time. So what if it comes in now? And then I was, and then I was, pretty much uh, doomed for a while. And then COVID came. So forget about that, you know. Oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah. It's it's it is it, it's it's so frustrating that that's how you know anxiety and OCD tend to work is that they they are insidious where they attack the thing that you care about the most that that safe place you had you know you can jump on stage play anything play in front of a group of people where you know for a lot of people that's their most terrifying thing to get up on stage and to really be in the spotlight whereas for you 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 were home right so naturally anxiety is going to try to creep in there what if this thought ruins this thing that you care about the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yep. Worst case scenario, just like whatever situation I was in, that like, like what, what would, oh, I'm having a great time. What could possibly derail this? Well, <laughs> I'll give you a thousand reasons what, what could possibly, uh, yeah. uh, a thousand things that could possibly derail this, this moment. And, uh, you know, all you need is one to stick. Right. You know, it's like it's like it's like flypaper, and the thoughts come streaming on by. And if, if you know if I'm in the right or the wrong mind frame, one of them will stick and could be a knockout punch. You know, right? Take me right, right out. Yeah. So when you were, so when you were up and performing, what were the, what, what were some of those thoughts that were coming in that 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 were of dread? Because this kind of sounds like you, know, you certainly had the anxiety about you know just social stuff. You kind of talked about some sexual orientation kind of fears, but as you were trying to, you know, perform, what was that? What were those thoughts that you were saying? Oh, I hope this thought doesn't come in. I hope this thought doesn't derail me while I play. Was it just kind of anything, or was it more specific to, you know, that that SOOCD theme? You know, it, it, it would it would mostly be 
uh, self judgment. You know, make make one mistake, whole gig is ruined kind of situation. Right. So that was aside from OCD, just like you know, really harsh self judgment. And you know, I, I remember like being in like all county jazz band and, and coming off stage and being like, everyone feel like great job. Be like, I suck. That sucks. Take me back to the practice room. You know, let me go. Let me go play an F blues for three hours. Right, just to make sure that I have the muscle memory for it, so I don't have, to, so I don't yeah. forget it. Though you played exactly. that a thousand times over. Yeah, and it could be anything. It could be, uh, you know, like, um, uh, you know, how I uh, greeted someone. You know, did I give the wrong handshake? Did I? Uh, yeah. Did I make eye contact with the wrong person? Did I? Uh, you know anything anything was fair game you know just just like uh was there a certain person in the audience who was gonna uh pick apart every note i'm playing mm-hmm. you know and this isn't specific to any one time era this is just you know yeah but gr- the gra- grab bag of anxiety you know <laughs> yeah oh man yeah and it's kind of that thing that you know the the that, that one thing that you were the most confident in, the one thing that you, you, you knew the most, right, was playing, right, performing. You, you know, I, I imagine you, know, you go to get jazz school, you're getting gigs. You know music backwards and forwards. You know the role of a bass player, how it works. You know what you need to do. And then that thought comes in, what if you don't? What if you mess something up? Or what if you do something? Is it kind of like the handshake thing? Is it if you do something absentmindedly or if you do something incorrect that's just going to derail everything? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, like, I'm, I was never confident that I, I never lost my confidence that I was going to do a good job. Okay. But I did lose my confidence in my ability to keep a clear head and enjoy what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew somewhere in the back of my mind that I enjoyed playing music <laughs> you know, like, yeah. But why have why haven't I had a good time on a gig in you know however however many months or something? And I knew somewhere along the way that I was I, I would find that place again because you know otherwise why am I continuing to play to play music? I should go you know be an accountant or something. Uh, but uh, nothing against accountants. I mean, Heck, I could use a good one right now. If uh, <laughs> not, no, I'm not. I'm not in trouble or anything. We're just just between accountants, everybody. But but you know. <laughs> uh, but um. Yeah, where were we? Music, anxiety. Yeah, you were kind of talking about that. You, 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 oh, what's that? No, no, please, oh, please. Okay. It sounds <laughs> like you're the ship. <laughs> it sounds like you you were you were kind of at this place where. It, it, the, the, that, that anxious voice was starting to creep into to your playing. And yeah, so maybe it wasn't that that, that feared story was going to derail everything. It was just going to kind of suck the joy at, out yes. of it, right? Mm-hmm. So if I have this yeah. thought, if this one sticks, I'm not going to be focused and therefore I'm not going to enjoy, right? Sure. And did that did that ever did that ever actually impact your performance or ever impact the the your your actual playing or was it more of the perception for yourself 
yes, I mean, you're always going to play music uh, better, you know, in quotes. I'm saying because uh, uh, when you're when you're emotionally tuned in to to what you're playing and the, and those around you. So if I was completely disconnected, I could, uh, you know, I would call it going on autopilot. Mm -hmm. I knew the right notes to play. I knew there was music and energy around me and I could play stuff that will fit well with it. Mm -hmm. But like, if I was tuned in, I would be listening better. I would be, uh, you know, more conversational with the instruments and, and the musicians around me. You know, if you think in terms of a jazz setting, uh, improvisation, everyone's kind of feeding off of each other. If one person is a stick in the mud, then it's going to drag down the whole group. Right. But in, in, a, in a pop music setting, I feel like you, you could, you could uh, get away with autopilot mm -hmm. a little better, but, but, but to take it to the next level. And people feel that. People, you know, like, what, what was going on? That, that was a great show, you know, I could tell that all you guys were in tune and blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it, it comes across, but, um, but, you know, I mean, anxiety could certainly come across uh, in, in an artful way, too. I mean, have you listened to free jazz? <laughs> oh, free jazz. Free jazz just makes me anxious. Uh, that just brings me back to, to practice rooms, that, you know, where, where we like turn the lights off and be like, all right, let's just vibe for two hours. That's that's amazing. Um, and for anybody out there who doesn't know what this what free jazz sounds like, just go just go Google free jazz and just listen to the first thing that, that YouTube comes up with, and you'll you'll, you'll, you'll get an idea. Um, but uh, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad I'm a little uh, disconnected from the jazz community these days. <laughs> Are, are they going to come get you with pitchforks for having said that? Yeah, yeah. It's like Job being uh, uh, banned from the Federation of Magicians and <laughs> the rest of the element. <laughs> well, they're hopefully they're, hopefully they don't get you because of this. No, no, it's 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 totally fine. Oh, good. Okay. All right. So, all right. So when it, so all, all this was going on, you're kind of fighting it. How did you kind of get? How did you get through all of it? In, in, you know, before you you know finally broke down and said, "I, I need to see someone about this." W what were you doing in that time to kind of hold it all together? Uh, I mean, barely. Like I was, I was so inside my head. Uh, there were certain days where I the only option was to go to sleep because because mm. like that's the my body was shutting down because I was just so full of worry anxiety uh analyzing every tiny bit of my life and you know and then dread uh dreams too mm -hmm. analyzing dreams if i woke up and didn't know exactly what happened in my dream i would freak out and 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 invent a narrative mm -hmm. uh same with uh you know looking back at past events like it got to the point where i i seriously didn't even like I felt like I had no identity. I've just, I just ripped my life to shreds, just right. like analyzing, uh, and it comes to the, like, and when I go back and look at stuff and, and, uh, find a positive moment and feel that feeling, I'd be like, Oh man, I know it's in there somewhere, but just how am I going to get back to that? You know? Uh, but so I, I did go see a therapist and, uh he's like yeah you have ocd <laughs> and and uh 
gave me some CBT uh, worksheets and and we did some hierarchies and and um, and texts and and um, uh, you know, but but I, I did feel like for me it was a it was a game of, of whack a mole because I had so I felt like everything was a trigger at at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, I mean, I, I really didn't start seeing real, for me, it's been kind of a slow burn. I, I, I saw that therapist for about a year and a half. He was great, but I felt like he had to run his course. And at that point we had a, uh, our first child was born and, and, uh, you know, just putting the attention towards that. So that was mm-hmm. cool. But then, you know, the, the more anxious I am and, and with the first child, that certainly brought a great deal of anxiety, yeah. <laughs> uh, the more likely I am to fall into that zone. Uh, so, so I reached out, I, 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 I worked with a couple of people through, uh, through no CD, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, mixed results, mixed, mixed, uh, you know, one, one, one guy I didn't groove with and, and the other, uh, woman was great. And then she left, <laughs> she, <laughs> she moved on to other pastures. Uh, so I've been kind of like, uh, flying without a net for for a while but but like the good day, the good days are far outnumbering bad days and and like still very much a work in progress but i do know that like serious progress is is, is being made mm-hmm. and uh, uh i'm just being i could talk to my children with a clear mind i can i can go to gigs i can socialize you know yeah the heart rate's getting back to normal <laughs> and uh yeah and and the you know rather than having to retreat to a safe space like like you know like go out and walk the dog or or, or you know for me listening to music was a was a, a way to break out of it sometimes but um tell me about that how did that how did that work for you i, I can imagine for some folks you know they might blame music or they might get like upset because it kind of pulls them back into that space. But for you, it sounds like it was helpful. What, what, what did you find helpful about listening to music? Um, there's certain music that just brought me, it's what well, still, of course, and of course, uh, still brings me just, just to a place of pure joy, you know, just like, uh, and it, it's weird. Cause I was this total dark jazz nerd, uh, middle school and jazz school. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I remember a friend showed me this uh, this DVD of U two mm-hmm. <laughs> from the Ele- Elevation tour, and I was like, "Wow, this is awesome!" You know, like th- this multimedia experience and this this like level of ro- of rock and roll and fan connection, just you know, people reaching out. I'm like, this this is what I want to do. You know, I don't want to. Uh, gaze at my shoes i've looked at my shoes long enough like i want i want to play music that connects with people yeah and uh but you know of course i still like jazz and, and, and the occasional shoe gaze but but uh but but listening to you too became like this this like i don't want to call it a reassurance or or a crutch but it, it was this thing that that brought me to uh uh an easygoing space you know so much so, and I'm showing Kevin. I have a uh, tattoo of the all the oh, lift it up a little you, bit. All that you can't leave, leave behind. Uh, oh, that's album. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's subtle. It doesn't have. It's not like a picture of Bono's face or something. But <laughs> there's still room. 
There's still room on that arm for it. No, thanks. I did play his birthday party once, by the way. How did that go? That was awesome. Did you get to meet him and talk to him? I did, yeah. How, how, did, nice you. What was that? You don't have to tell me what was that like. He, see, he, seems, he seems like he's Bono all the time. I, I don't think he has a choice. I think he has to be Bono all the time. Fair. But I will say uh, everyone in his camp was extremely gracious and uh, kind. And the first thing he did before any guests arrived was walk up to the band, introduce himself, shake all of our hands. And, and it, was a, it was a crazy night. That's, yeah. that's super cool. Oh, man. <laughs> I, well, I'll say this. Very jealous. That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, hey. The, it, it was, but anyway, yeah. That was not an anxious night, by the way. Where, where, where was that night in the arc of things? Was that near the end? Was that near the beginning of it all? Oh yeah, in a in a in a in a fine time, you know. <laughs> like yeah, I was, I wasn't. It was I wasn't in the uh, in the mind palace, as I like to call it. The mind palace. Yeah, yeah. What? Watch out for the mind palace. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious. So to, so to kind of take a step back, you said you know when when you first started getting into therapy, you said you met with a, met with a guy. Things were working pretty well. You got some CBT forms. You built a hierarchy. What were some of the things that, that they had you doing, if you're comfortable kind of sharing? What were some of the things that they had you doing that were particularly helpful for you in your, um, in your recovery to kind of get the ball rolling at the very least? Um, well, e- ERP for sure. Uh, some things we got into, like, like, I, like I mentioned, I was uh, deeply analyzing my past and everything. So we do so, like... I'd go back and look at yearbooks and uh, just relics from the past and just try to look at those without trying to find something wrong with my uh, child, you know, trying not to pass judgment, not to look at a picture and go look at that weakling loser. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not not that that's funny, but, uh, but yeah. And, and yeah, it it definitely helps some, some exposures uh just made me depressed yeah uh you know like like you know you know writing a script about you know the dissolution of my family or something like that and and uh i it was then that i i i realized i i was so consumed with with ocd anxiety related anxiety and trying to work on it that I, I really wasn't, uh, I, I wasn't doing anything for joy. Like I hadn't, nothing was bringing happiness. So like, uh, I want, I, I, I just did a, a yoga YouTube video, uh, you know, around the birth of my second child and really found that a great way to work on mindfulness and also like, you know, body work and, and strength and flexibility, mm-hmm. which is all tuned, it's all tuned in to the mind. You know, your body feels good. You, your, your mind's going to feel good and, and, and vice versa. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I'd be lying if I said that didn't help me immensely in the last like three years. Yeah. Uh, I've done it almost religiously for the, for the last three years, uh, like almost every day, uh, you know, 10 minutes to an hour 
a day and uh and just you know it, it's it's been really helpful for me in just letting thoughts pass by you know what mm-hmm. uh you know the stream of thoughts let that just let it keep flowing because right. otherwise you're, you're gonna you know f- fall on your ass during tree pose or something <laughs> and also like like it's a when i'm on the road I, I do a lot of traveling uh i try to find a class when i have an, a- an afternoon off or something and that and that's like that's like a big one uh just to get in front of people doing yoga it's something i never thought i'd do uh you know especially like if i put my mat if i have to put my mat in front of the class like right, right. in front of the teacher and just like you know all right you just have to fully surrender to the to the situation right right yeah it's, and those are those are great like just small little practices that you're incorporating just into your life of saying like part of the thing that's important to you is get also is also going to be an exposure yeah exactly just kind of creating mm-hmm. that lifestyle of facing fears yep if, if it if it makes you a little uncomfortable that means you're probably in the right place uh you know talking about anxiety and and music and performing like a little bit of anxiety is is totally natural and and good you know it's, it's gonna uh it's gonna lead you to perform in a way that you wouldn't sitting in your room you know sitting in your room playing music you you know you pay attention to you hone in on your technique your sound and everything but when you're in front of lots of people and playing with a group in a live setting the energy is completely different you're gonna you might play harder you might uh and you know the person next to you is gonna be playing something different which is gonna feed into what you're playing so like um and 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 you know anxiety is 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 part of that that cocktail that you feel mm-hmm. uh, at least that i feel when i when i'm when i'm playing you know it, it leads it leads to that that special unique performance right but but when it gets to the point when when you go off the tracks that's no bueno right right <laughs> sure yeah. yeah they yeah they've they, there's actually something nerd research there's something called the yerkes dodson line if you're familiar with that i don't know if i talked to you about that or somebody else but it's this it's this kind of line of it shows you know as anxiety increases your uh, your performance actually increases but then once it gets to a certain point it starts to crest and start coming down where now the more anxiety you have now it has a detrimental effect on your your anxiety how 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 do you see yourself how do you know that you're like crossed that line into too much stinking anxiety and now it's a hindrance on your performance when i'm inside my head thinking about what what's what's going on when i when i'm like paying attention to the notes i'm i'm playing right over in, 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 in an unhealthy unhealthy way so there's a, so what i'm trying to do recently is there's so much information going on just just don't just take myself out of the equation listen to what everybody else is doing and and more often than not what you're playing is just going to f- fit into place and without even thinking about it mm-hmm. and, that, and that's that's a huge uh tenant of of playing of improv- improvised music and playing jazz you know just like and and i imagine improv comedy and any of that you, you can't it's not a one person show you gotta you have to feed off what's going on around you Right, right, and being present. Um, 
it's it it it's so funny. I zoned out for just a, for just a moment myself and got and got in my head about got got in my head about. I'm like, is there a flat two in that song? I need to go back and listen to it. I am going to go back and listen to that the intro music and kind of see if it is there. You're oh, you're yeah, probably uh, right. The- Brian previously had said. <laughs> Uh, since he's a obviously a musician, listened to the music and went, "Hey, there's there's this thing there." I went, "Is there?" And then my brain is perceiving it as a problem, and the reality is, it's probably not a significant enough problem. But that's my my dumb brain is latching onto it. This is not your no, fault. It's, it's it's not. This is not a problem. <laughs> yeah, you missed our half half hour diatribe on um, on music theory before we started this, <laughs> but. Uh, and uh, you know, for those paying, for those keeping score at home, we were talking about the Phrygian mode. Um, <laughs> a, 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 a keen-eared listener to, to the intro of Kevin's podcast, well, uh, the riff is actually a, it's a it's a minor mode, but which features a, a, a flat two, which is cool. I thought it was a a, a a funky choice. It's not wrong by by any stretch of the imagination. It's it's what Kevin was hearing, and and, uh, and and I didn't know this, and you should know this that Kevin composed that music, composed and recorded uh, all the instruments. So that's pretty cool. All the ridiculous instruments, but but it's still. I mean, as as you're describing it, it's interesting that my brain started going into that place of like there was a, and there was a bit of a disconnection. I can so there's there's that you know I, I I to a certain degree, not to say that we've had the same experience, but I I. I there is a dissociative process of that rumination and that, that excessive criticizing that we can do for ourselves where now we are disconnected from what we're doing and we're not listening or responding to the other person as you would need to do in a performance uh, capacity as this is a performance capacity for, for myself as a, a podcast host. Absolutely. Right. And, and ultimately, and- as we just said, going down that rabbit hole is ultimately useless. What is more useful is to be present within this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a a big challenge for me to talk on a, uh, on a, on a, you know, a Google meet (laughs) knowing it's going to be a podcast. Uh, You know, the last, you know, the what the what ifs aren't as strong. I, I wouldn't have been able to do this six months, a year ago. Like, that's how I know I've been making some progress. Right. And like, and um, you know, for if, if we're gonna segue into like things that have helped me, uh, continue, you know, continue to help me. But yeah. by you know, you know, I'm still very much a, a work in progress. I, I can't speak to what helps anybody else, but I know what works for me. And um. And just like any time, I, I like I, I just I think I think it was John Hirschfield uh, speaking on on your podcast uh, mm-hmm. last fall, and the the depersonalization of the thoughts being like uh, you know just just recognizing oh this is this is a thought that's happening and and I don't have to take it personally I just I just know that this is a part of OCD and, and I recognize the pattern. And I'm just going to let it, let it pass on by and, and take, I'm going to take that risk, you know? Uh, so anyway, backing up when I do enter a rumination and it starts to take hold and I, a couple of physical things happen to me, mm-hmm. uh, my, my back has to crack, uh, like it tenses up so bad 
that I have to like lean against a chair or something and crack it yeah. or my knuckles start to crack or I start scratching my head. That's how I know it's entered like code red <laughs> status. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, so before I get to that point, I think, okay, five minutes from now, do I want to, like, I know what it feels like to be in a rumination. Do I want to continue this pattern? Do I want to feel like that in five minutes when I'm about to, you know, go to a restaurant I really like? Do I want to lose that experience? Or do I want to just take the risk, abandon this thought, realize that it, it happened, it was there. I realized that, you know, maybe last time I was at this restaurant, I felt a certain level of anxiety. That doesn't mean it has to happen again. You know, it doesn't have to be a trigger. Uh, just know, knowing what's on the other side of that, of that rumination. It's, yeah. it's, it's been helpful, helpful to me knowing that, you know, and, and, and chances are that that thought will never come up again, you know, and I'll go to sleep. That wasn't the big problem that my, as you know, as you like to say, my dumb brain, my stupid brain, <laughs> uh, it wasn't, uh, the emergency that my brain thought it was. Right. Right. Yeah. Is it's a, it, it is a momentary freak out that in the, in the grand scheme of things isn't important, but that feeling will suggest it is greatly important. Yeah. And, and it could be the most ridiculous thing ever. And, and, and looking upon it, you know, and, from you know like an out-of-body experience you can look down on yourself and be like that is that is that makes zero sense <laughs> how could you like why are you wasting your 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 time and energy trying to uh figure out this unsolvable equation right right yeah i i, I love that you also have those kind of canary in the coal mines with feeling like your back tense up and feeling it needing to crack, your knuckles need to crack, um, that you're kind of using that as a as a big red flag that you're you're either there or you're certainly on your way there to rumination town um, is it, it that that can be really helpful just to say all right it, it's it, it's probably something that I'm going down this path I'm going to wrench myself back pull myself back yeah and that has serious serious physical uh, ramifications too like. Uh, I'm going to call my worst years probably 2016 to 2000. Let's take it through COVID 2020, 20 ish. Yeah. Uh, like I, it's like my back did, did not feel good. I was cracking it so much and I had yeah. to like get on the floor and just, you know, like I'm not a chiropractor. I'm not a skilled technician. <laughs> so, and actually yoga helped uh, greatly with that. Uh huh. Uh, and, and, you know, and also like having a, a healthy mind, uh, also an aside, it was, it, I've been trying to play a little catch up with your, with your podcast since we, we touched base. Uh, uh I know you, you mentioned this on your latest podcast, but, but, uh, I played a show in the LA area and I knew Kevin was based there and, and I just threw a shot in the dark and said, Hey man, if you want to, if you want to come down, I'd love to meet you and thank you for your work. And sure enough, Kevin was there and we got to, uh, and we got to meet and talk, and it was awesome. It was super fun. I I, I do really appreciate that. That was the was fir first time something like that has happened. It was a it, it was awesome to be able to see you play, um, and that show that show was great. That venue was awesome as as well. Beautiful. Yeah. It was uh, the the L.A. County Arboretum, a beautiful place to visit. 
should you uh, find yourself in the Los Angeles outskirts. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, it, it, I, I forget, I've been there once uh, for, just for the Arboretum, not for a show. It's alarming that you'll just see a, a full peacock. Just walk by. That's true. Just nonchalantly walk by and you, you don't know how big they are or how aggressive sounding they are when they're howling at you. But sure. So, it, so yeah, if you have a, uh, a fear of peacocks, you know where to go to do some exposure work. LA Arboretum is where it's at. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And, and, um, yeah, you were, what was the group you were playing with? The Kings of soul, right? Yes. Yes. So if you want to hear Brian play, check out the Kings of soul. If they're on tour, going someplace, it's, it, yeah, it, I do. they put on a good show. Yeah, it's, I, I, I work with a, a bunch of symphonic uh, pops productions, and that's one of them. Cool yeah. stuff. Very fun stuff. Very cool. Well, is there... But, oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I was, I was, so that the, where, the aside came about the meeting in L.A., but I was talking about your podcast, yes. and, uh, and I feel we can edit, the, edit this out, but... <laughs> I felt like I was, I was trying to make a point somewhere. Uh, you, were, um, you, you were talking about your, your back and cracking it and, and catching up on a podcast. Oh, shit. That's a lot of information. That's a lot of information. <laughs> well, jumping around. It, it, over, anyway. over, overall, it sounded like we were, you know, you were kind of talking about things that have been really helpful for you. You're talking about how, um, you know, yoga was certainly helpful. And we were talking about the canary in the coal mine of, of having your, your noticing your back, your fingers needing to crack those. Um, and, uh, then you talked about your, um, your, your worst years from, I think 2016 up, up until, um, up, up on into COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Is that jostling anything? That, um, I think I was going to, well, I don't know how it would tie in, but I think I knew what, where I was headed. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to, how to segue, but maybe, maybe, uh, <laughs> you take the lead. <laughs> well, I think I was going to say, Oh, go oh ahead. sorry. You, you go ahead. <laughs> Uh, I think it was just going to segue into kind of ra- wrapping things up and just kind of thinking about, you know, where, where you are today and what, what, um, if there were some main takeaways that you could have for someone listening to the podcast, let's say there was someone going through a similar situation that, that, that you have, have been through, what are some things that you might say to them, uh, uh, at, at any point in their recovery? Love it. Okay. I could do that. <laughs> All right, and and actually, one thing uh, in um, I was trying to catch up with your podcast a bit, going back to because uh, I, I would use your podcast as uh, a reassurance tool, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just to you know, because uh, along with your expertise, you do bring a certain amount of levity to the situation, which I I really appreciate uh, you and your colleagues, uh, and it's, it's once so once again, thank you for for your great work. Mm, absolutely. Uh, but uh, in the last couple of days, listening uh, through the archives of the last couple of months, uh, it was it was really interesting to listen to your podcast with a clear mind. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's been like, uh, yeah, so I can listen to it as like, 
an educational tool rather than a reassurance tool. And that was, that was really, it was really refreshing to do that. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's yeah. interesting to be in a different headspace and you can kind of hear, hear things differently. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I will, I will continue to be a, to be a, an avid listener. Thank you, Kevin. Absolutely. Any, any, any advice for someone going through uh, treatment? Yeah. Um, one thing uh, I didn't touch on, which I really wanted to, to uh, hit on was um, for those with, with um, partners and spouses, uh, don't use them as a punching bag. <laughs> like not a literal punching bag, but please don't use them as a literal punching, punching bag, a, a figurative. Both. Uh, both. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's exhausting. Uh, you know, when, 90% of my communication with my wife was uh, for reassurances or uh, that's, that was a bad thing mm. and uh, exhausting for all parties involved. And, um, go to, go, go to therapy, go see a therapist. There's nothing like a neutral third party to be your emotional punching bag. <laughs> and, you know, it might take some work to find the correct therapist and, and I, I, you know, I have to go on the hunt again and I, and I, I will actively seek out cause, uh, you know, I, I definitely feel like I, I do need some maintenance, um, and, and some, yeah, just, just to, just to keep on the, on the right path. So be mindful of your spouse, uh, and communication is key. Uh, I've been pretty from a family who struggles, struggles currently and has struggled with, with anxiety and, and mental health. Uh, I try to be vocal about it and not, not let it hide in the shadows. Um, and like, uh, you know, in, especially during COVID, I really connected with, uh, some close friends of mine and it turns out everyone was in therapy. <laughs> everyone has issues <laughs> and we could all talk, talk openly about, about our problems. And, that, and that's, that's, it's, uh, it's a good feeling. To, to be able to do that with with the ones that you uh, the ones that you love your friends and family if, if you feel comfortable being open with them um, and and don't beat yourself up don't be too too hard on yourself whether it's in in, in the arts performing uh, public speaking podcasting composing podcasts intro music uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's it's like, you know, while I'm saying this, I'm like, wow, practice what you preach. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, you know, especially in the musician world, you could get really tied up with social media. Oh, yeah, put down your phones, too. Phones are deadly, dangerous. But, like, you know, every musician, when they're in the studio, they're just, you know, my feet at any given time as musicians in the studio or writing retreats or doing whatever. I'd be like sitting home being like, man, I'm not doing any of that. I just, I just play bass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't have a slash. It's not Brian Colleen, producer, arranger, you know, it's just Brian Colleen, bass player. But you know what? I've, I've, I've made it a living to this point, just turned 42 and no turning back now. And, uh, and I'm very happy with where I'm at and raising a beautiful family. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, and you do have a fantastic family. I got to meet them at the at the show as well. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, um, well, I guess we can probably wrap it up there. I really appreciate all the all the the the. All the thoughts you had on on your progress, the uh, the 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 arc of where you have been, where you are now, um, and kind of that those the, those words of encouragement for someone else out there who might be um, going through it, just like you had. Yeah, I, I, I hope you know uh, something I say could be valuable. <laughs> you know, I, I'm so anything besides uh, OCD podcasts. My main listening is to comedy podcasts, so. I, th- it's, I never thought my uh, podcast debut would be on an anxiety podcast, <laughs> but here we are, and, and this is cool. Life is, is wacky and wonderful. That's right. And you know what? This is your first podcast, but it may not be your last. Hey, that's right. We're gonna we're gonna dig into our uh, our base and anxiety podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, listen. I, I I mean, bass players and anxiety. We that uh, yeah. I could, uh, you know, that's a, that's a thing. I've, I've, yeah, I've known, I've known a a good amount of bass players that, um, yeah, good amount of bass players have some anxiety. Um, yeah, I think guitar players have a lot of arrogance, but that's, that's just me maybe shooting arrows that I don't need to, and I'll, I'll just shut it down from there. So why don't, why don't we, uh, why don't we call it quits here? But, uh, <laughs> but right. again, Brian, Sounds I good. really appreciate that. And where, where can people learn more about you and find, uh, find information about you? You know, I have a, a very outdated website on, a, on an outdated server, uh, which won't give you any up-to-date information. That's at briancolleenmusic.com. But mostly, I'm I'm just on Instagram, uh, Brian Colleen Music. That's uh, you know my name, B R I A N K I double L double E N Music, and uh, it'll be a lot of pictures of coffee, beer, and uh, the occasional you know whatever shows I'm doing. Awesome, awesome, Brian. Yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for your time, and uh, have a great day. Thanks, Kevin. It was a pleasure. Hope Absolutely. to talk soon. All right. Thank you so much for making it through that episode. So um, if you have further questions for Brian or would like to even add your voice on a future episode, go over to fearcastpodcast.com and uh, send me a message over there. And uh, I'd be happy to get Brian back on to talk a little bit about uh, a little more about his experience uh, and also to try to see if we can uh, uh, hear a little bit about what your experience has been with anxiety and OCD uh, as it pertains to your um, our, our artistic endeavors. So um, please remember, everybody, that the FearCast is not a substitute for psychotherapy. If you need a little bit of help in your recovery, go over to fearcastpodcast.com. Click on the Find Help link, and there's going to be uh, some information for you there. So until then, everybody, until next time, take a risk, challenge yourself, and don't take your brain too seriously. Bye.